welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordell. If you're inspired to begin your own coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit shift.us, S-H-F-T for more information. Your adventure awaits. Noelle Cordell. John Kim. How are you doing on this journey called life? <laughs> Pretty good. Not much has changed in the last hour. <laughs> you can't tell people that I just talked to you in the last hour. It takes the magic away. Jeez. Well. Um, let, 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 let me give everyone listening a life tip. And it's, it's, it's really simple. It's one word. And let me know if you agree. Because I think, you know, in life, um, just on a day-to-day, I mean, like minute-by-minute, minute, shit's thrown at us constantly. And, of course, we have our thoughts and feelings and all this stuff, just turbulence. And I always, uh, when I feel um, like there's too much on my plate or if I feel emotionally congested or I feel like I'm just drowning in my thoughts, the word that comes to me is simplify. Yes. You like everything, you know, simplify what you want, who you are, your why, um, even just like, you know, even your day, like simplify your day in action, in how you schedule it, um, what's priority, what's not, connecting with yourself. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I like the word simplify. Um, and I also like pieces of what she said. I think connecting is important too when you're feeling overwhelmed and that you have too much on your plate and that there's too much going on the simple act of connecting to others to your why to your work to your engagement to your priorities yeah can also really um kind of turn the dial from your because you know you know what's so interesting is um is it's all about your emotional experience, right? Right. So you can be going through your day, and I say all the time, feelings aren't facts, and the the factual reality of your day doesn't change, but the way that you feel living inside of it can be like a hurricane and, you know, an island one minute to the next. Yeah, and I always, um, the visual that I like is seeing your feelings kind of through a snow globe. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're noticing them and you're seeing the snow falling, but you're not in there being shaken. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. Don't steal that shit, Noel. That's mine. You steal my shit, dude. I'm just here for you. I'm here for you. All right. Let's talk about life coaching. Yeah, 100%. So this episode, guys, we're taking um, you know some of the most asked questions about life coaching because that is what we do, that is what we teach, um, and that is our community. So we're going to take about nine most asked questions and we're going to try to um, answer them the best we can. But first, you know, what is life coaching? How how would you answer that? All the cool kids are doing it. What exactly is life coaching? So life coaching is a discipline that sits on a continuum on the other side of therapy. Mm. Therapy, counseling, um, the clinical world takes somebody who's in pain and who's in a really dysfunctional place and gets them to baseline to the point at which they're getting out of bed every day, they're putting on their shoes one after the next, but they're just not happy, they're not fulfilling their potential, and they're not really um, living their purpose. Life coaching is 
exactly what it sounds like. Athletes become peak athletes because they have a coach. They have someone who is literally there every day helping them to become the best versions of themselves with tips and tools and techniques and accountability. And a life coach works with someone who is already well and helps them get from point A to point B in reaching a specific goal right. and helps them put down the tracks to become the best possible versions of themselves. That's a great definition. Um, I, I'm going to um, <laughs> give you my definition, which is a little is going to be very simple. I'm going to try to put it in one sentence. For me, life coaching is um, living an, a life that is honest to yourself and leaning into collisions where both of you guys come uh, changed on the other end. So to me, that, that could be a conversation. To me, that could be you know a, a video, a blog post. It could be a meeting. It could be a group. Uh, I, I'm less concerned in how that engagement is, but more of like the result of two souls or a bunch of souls colliding, whether it's on the internet or on Skype or on the phone, and then um, how those people are changed because of that collision. I, I think life coaching is, is a way of life in that way. And what I love about life coaching is, is it kind of makes us human again. It does. It makes us human again. And, and I, and I really love, I want to take a minute um, and play with your concept of collision because I think it's so true mm -hmm. and so important, but not every collision has life altering quality, right? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I, mean, I I think that's a big difference between people who are called to become helpers and coaches and people who aren't, you know, if you're the kind of person that can sit down and, you know, in a bus stop and have a conversation with a stranger in which you guys both walk away feeling like you're going to change the world, you should be a life coach. Yeah, and, and listen, the word collision is very dramatic, and I don't know if that's because uh, I'm Korean and uh, the whole Korean drama stuff, but uh, it, it, it could be very subtle, meaning a collision can be that it, you know, you're planting a seed. You're planting a seed, you're making someone smile, you're right. changing their perception of their self, you're offering a hand, you're pulling someone up, you're pushing them, um, all of those things, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just collided. So right before I got on this podcast, I told Noel, let me grab a cup of coffee and just collided with a couple of baristas and just shooting the shit. And we were playing with uh, Snapchat filters and putting a fake beard on me because I can't grow facial hair. And we were laughing. And and even in that moment, it's like it was like it was about nothing but leaving. Um, we were laughing and smiling and it changed our state. So even something is that simple can be a collision. Absolutely. And, and in that moment, it was about your energy, right? Right. It was about, about my energy and about like what you brought to the table in that moment. If you had been closed, if you had been resistant, if you had been suspicious or angry, that right. wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, being a life coach is being open and uh, allowing people to uh, really just affect each other. Yeah, and I describe it to you a lot of times as you're a conduit. You know, you're not yeah. responsible for somebody else's change, right. but you're a conduit for that process, for that conversation. So what is the, uh, you know, the first question is, what is the process uh, to become a coach? Um, well, number one, I mean, I think, I think it goes back to that, that kind of intuitive hit that we're talking about. You know, life coaching is one of those really unique disciplines where, um, unlike almost any other kind of training, you either have it or you don't. Mm. You're either an empathetic human or you're not. 
you're somebody who everybody comes to, um, or you're not, you know, you know how to hold space for people, you genuinely care about humanity, or you don't. So I, I think, you know, the first step in becoming a life coach is to look inward and to say, is this who I truly am? Is this right. who I've known I've been for a really long time? I'm just not sure how to name it or know what to do with it. Um, also, you know, some, some people actually don't like people. <laughs> you, you have to actually like people to be a life coach. You, you can't, yeah. you can't, you know, people, being around people, if that, if that makes you cringe, uh, life coaching is not the, the, the career path for you. Oh, no. Yeah, you need to have a genuine love and respect for humanity um, and, and a, a deeply held belief that there's no such thing as a broken human. Yeah. You have to actually believe that people have a best self version of themselves and you, and you have to be able to see through that lens. Um, is it possible all the time? No. You know, am I human? Are you human? Do we both have shit days where we're like, fuck everything, I'm lighting it on fire? Yes. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, when I pick my head up and I look around, I, I do honestly believe in the power of transformation. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in hundreds of others, thousands of others. And um, that's what we're here to do, you know? Mm-hmm. How do um how do I know what my niche is, my ideal client? Um I think that it's the stuff that you can talk about forever. Mm, you know? Right. It it it's 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 the, whatever. You like 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 passion like passionate about it, like a topic? Either a topic or um either a topic or just kind of like, like the way that you live. Like, I think you and I are great examples of how to do things differently, where you're truly an artist in every aspect of your existence and you um, paint with your words on the canvas of your life. Mm. And you're very uh, transparent and, you know, you kind of living is like a performance piece and that's how you show up as a coach. Sure. Um, I'm, more reserved. Right. Uh, there are lots of parts of my life that aren't for public consumption. And what I like to talk about is pretty dorky. You know, I like science. I like uh, quantum physics. I like um, feminist theory. I like, you know, the research stuff. So mm -hmm. me as a coach is holding up, um, you know, the paintings of facts and science and techniques and saying, right. look how cool this is. Right. You know, so it's, it's whatever you can do authentically. Yeah, it's whatever is, is uh, truthful to you. But also, I think your niche, you know, um, ties into your story. You know, um, I think a lot of people uh, think that to be a life coach, you have to forget who you are or be this other kind of being or have a quote unquote perfect story. But I think the most powerful life coaches own and embrace and share their story. And that's what makes them, you know, unique. Oh, 100%. And I think it's really important to um, embrace the fact that as your story changes uh, over time, your niche as a coach will evolve as well. Right. Um, you know, I when I started out coaching, I started out as a weight loss coach. I'm so far from that 
experience, yeah, you know, like, good God, I'm, I'm like, you know, literally quite literally almost a decade away from where I started out and my story has changed and so has my focus and my interests and how I show up in the world. And that's a great point. You know, um, I think it's like when you're in college and you have to pick a major and you're going crazy because you think that the major you pick is going to be, you know, you're going to be pigeonholed by that for the rest of your life and that's going to be your career. And of course we end up changing majors many times, even schools. And so when you're on your journey to becoming a life coach, um, we get so afraid, like, what's my niche? Because if I, if I pick this, then I'm going to be that for the – and it's like, no, it, it, you, your niche can change and it can evolve and grow. And Noelle's a great example of that. Ten years ago, she started as a, a weight, loss, weight loss coach, and now she's so far from that. She's doing different things, wearing different hats. And so uh, as your life changes, as your passion changes, your niche is going to change too. The only thing that's important is that you pick somewhere, so, so you're just going interning, but it doesn't – you don't have to stay there. Yeah, no, just start. Just start. And, and, you know, however you choose to show up as a coach, um, you know, the easiest thing in the world is to not do something right. So the, 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 you can sit there in this state of inaction for the rest of your life, um, or you can move and then your movement creates ripples. The only thing a niche is, is the first domino. And if you think of it that way, it's, it's going to be what gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And the, you build on it. You and you build, build on, on it. it. Yep. Here's another question someone asks What is it like to work as a coach? So I guess they want to know what does that look like in everyday life? So much. It's oh, God. So much, so but much. also so different. So uniquely different for, you know, everyone. I mean, like coaching theory, um, you know, I, I think. I, I think the core of being a coach is that you really need a good solid training program underneath you to give you theoretical grounding and process because everything about coaching is process. It's moving someone from point A to point B. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what's right. getting in the way? Right. But once you have that knowledge and once you've internalized that process, however it looks like for you, you use it in every single facet of your life, whether it's your romantic relationships, your professional relationships, running a team. Um, you know, I don't take on private clients anymore, but I use coaching process every day in running our team and managing my relationships. Um, even in, you know, striking out and having conversations with different business partners, they're all coaching conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why, you know, if you embark on the life coaching journey, whether you decide to even have a practice or not, doesn't matter in the sense that you're going to get something out of it, no matter what for you as a person, you know, and that's going to ripple through everything, your relationships, your professional life. Totally. So how are all of the, like, I mean, I remember, when I was taking on private clients, it was a really, it's a really sweet memory. Um, I woke up at a friend's house in New York City in the village and I had a client call and I walked downstairs and I sat outside at a cafe and I talked with my client for about an hour and I got off the phone while sipping my coffee and it was fall and the colors were beautiful and I just remember thinking, mm-hmm. this is the best job in the world. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I always have those moments. Um, it, it's that, it's a little bit of butterflies in the beginning. And then when the session is over, um, it's so rewarding, you know, because it's, you're helping someone not only that, but you also get uh, as much from sessions too. So it's almost like it's this weird dynamic of you're helping someone, but it almost feels like you also just got therapy or something, you know? Oh, totally. It's, right. it's the giving that keeps on giving. Yeah. 
So for me, uh, what does it look like to be a coach? Um, for me, I'm, I'm a very out of the office guy, so I'm always on the run, and so I design my I, my practice that way. So I'm either doing phone sessions or um, meeting people at coffee shops. Um, I've done sessions in the past where I would you know go on walks with them and stuff, and that's how I made it sustainable and enjoyable for me. But you know, you can make your practice any like you could design it in any way that you want and i think that's what makes life coaching so uh, attractive these days instead of the uh, the clinical route where you are in an office oh absolutely coaching also looks like speaking giving presentations sure. running workshops right running groups right facebook lives and etc um what's the benefit this person wants to know what's the benefit of working with a coaching organization like the one we have instead of just going out on your own legitimacy and you don't have to do it all on your own yeah i was gonna say uh because i went down the clinical route one of the things that was uh that i don't know if the word is regret but what i didn't enjoy is that after it's all done you're left alone um clenching your diploma and a student loan (laughs) but you're you don't have it's it everyone scatters you know and i think with um live coaching if you find a course that also has a built-in community you know, after you graduate, you're, you still have access to the community and the material and um, you just keep building and meeting friends. And so it could be like this whole, it opens up a whole new world, you know, and I think that's the way to do it. So it's fun and meaningful instead of just taking a course and then everyone leaves and you're like, okay, I'm by myself now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, taking the course is the fun part. Actually, coaching people is the fun part. Everything else is freaking hard. Everything from running content, getting your blog up, website, web management, social media. How do I do it? How do people find me? Billing, scheduling. You know, that's the hard part. That's the part that sucks the life out of you when you're trying to do it on your own. And when you're working within an organization that can help out with a lot of those different processes, it makes life so much more enjoyable and so much less daunting. Right. Here's a common question. Everyone comes to me with the problems. Will this make me a good coach? Yes. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, a lot of people are already life coaching. They just don't know it, like hairdressers. Um, if you're the person in your circle of friends everyone comes to, you're already life coaching in some way. You know, if you're a parent and you have teenagers, you're life coaching, right? If you're a teacher, if you are a fitness coach, if you're a meditation coach, a yoga coach, um, so many people are already life coaches. They're just not aware of it. And I, that goes back to, you know, living your purpose and your natural strengths. If you are the person who who is doing this already, that's a pretty clear-cut signal to you that you have natural talent in this area. Right. Next question. I've never written or produced content um, or spoken in a group before. Is this going to hold me back as a coach? It's not going to hold you back as a coach, but I will tell you up front and right now, it is 100% what you will need to be doing nonstop in order to be a successful coach. Yes. Um and also, it's just it doesn't. It's not even about live coaching. It's the it's a language we speak, no matter what you're doing. I mean, you could be selling cars, um, you know, the whole online thing and uh, social media and um, the you know the the megaphone that we are given these days. Uh, that's become cultural norm. So it's not extra. It's integrated into our living. And so, as a live coach, it's the same thing. 
It is. And, and fear of using your voice and wielding the microphone and crafting a brand and putting yourself out there is the number one thing that kills the coaching career. If you go out, get training, set up your shingle, and then never tell anyone about it or why or what you think or how you feel, what's the point? You know, who's going to come to you and why would they? Right. How is coaching different than therapy, Noelle? Um, Therapy focuses on the past. Therapy focuses on... um, processing pain Mm -hmm. coaching focuses on the future coaching focuses on cultivating achievement and happiness do you think that you know about five years ago life coaching was kind of a joke and and um you know there there was there were people like tony robbins and and other people um but you know if your friend said that uh, she wanted to be a life coach you would judge judge her immediately and i know as a therapist around you know five six years ago as i was coming out of that that system i was um, mad at life coaches because I feel like they hopped the fence or they took a shortcut. Um, but today that whole world is different, right? You know, I think people still feel insecurity, um, about the field. And I think that, you know, in, in some areas, um, there's still stigma about being a life coach. I think that, Life coaching is where therapy was maybe 50 or 60 years ago, where the public's consciousness is starting to understand that one of the most valuable things you can do to save time, money, and pain is to sit down and have a strategic and focused conversation about what the fuck you're going to do with your time rather than wasting it. Um, So I, I think that, you know, it's beginning to catch on. But I think organizations like ours who are out there saying, like, this is how lives are changed are really what's going to turn the tide. Um, And I think that's why it's valuable to be part of an organization because you're not a lone, you know, sailor out there in the ocean saying this shit works. You know, you're you're with a you're you're kind of you're riding with a whale. Yeah, and I kind of wish that um, when the word life coaching was invented and the world wasn't ready for this kind of terminology, I, I kind of wish they went with life guide. Because when, when you say you're a life coach, there's something about it. The stigma is basically, um, my life is perfect. I know better than you. This is how things should be. And that's not what life coaching is about. Uh, life coaching is more about guiding, you know? It's more about doing life with someone instead of at someone. And so it's sad that it, that, uh, that it still carries that stigma. It does. And, but you know, I've been talking a lot about athletic coaches, right? You know, think about your standard baseball coach. It's the players who are out there on the field that are muscular are, you know, swinging the bats who are held accountable for their lives, for their behavior. The coaches all have pot bellies or, you know, chewing right. chaw on the sidelines. <laughs> right. Like they don't, you know, when was the last time somebody looked at a baseball coach and was like, well, what's up with your life, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, it, coaches are, are effective because of their expertise and because of their skill in motivating people. Yeah, absolutely. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, like it, it's, but it's, it's also like, um, it's, it's going back to that collision piece. If mm-hmm. you have the capacity to engage and inspire someone, that's a gift. Right. Absolutely. Period. It's and a gift and the world needs more of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do I have to be certified to be a life coach? 
So there's no such thing as a certified life coach. Um, you know, you can be certified in a technique, you can be certified um, by an organization, but it, it's not like, um, like, you know, if you go to law school and you pass the bar, you're, you can practice in whatever state you pass the bar in. That doesn't exist for life coaching. The field is too new. It's too vast. There's everything from athletic coaches to spiritual coaches to divorce coaches to relationship coaches to running coaches to sex coaches. Like, you name it, it's out there. So, no, it's not regulated. And you're certified um, by whatever training program you go through. Right. And I, I think – so this is the final question, and I think um, a lot of people um, – are here and that is how do I know if life coaching is for me? So I think a lot of people, um, they're on the fence. They've been thinking about it. Uh, it's kind of, you know, been in the back of their mind, but they haven't pulled the trigger and they're like, like, how do I know if I should go down this path? And they, and they just, they're just stuck. So how would you, how would you know if you're a life coach? Um, I think the first thing is, and if there's an echo there, so why don't you answer first? Um, the, well, I, I think it's, it's part of it is gut and passion. So I always tell people, you just need, uh, you know, three things to be a life coach. You actually have to like people, be passionate about helping others. Um, two, you, you need a story, which we all have. And three, you just need a, a kick-ass course, right? And, and, and I think the rest will play itself out. You'll figure out your niche. You'll build your practice. Your practice will change. Um, it'll all it'll all unfold the way that it's supposed to. And then as you change your, you know, the way that you coach people will change. But if you have those three things, right, if you have a passion to help other people, um, and, and maybe you're the person that people come, come to for advice growing up or in your job or whatever you're doing. And, uh, mm -hmm. That's your passion. That's what you want to do. And you have a story, which everyone has, right? And, and even if you have a, a story that is, um, or, the, or the more powerful your story is, and by powerful, I mean like you've been through a lot of shit, I think the more powerful you'll, you'll be as a coach, right? And then the third thing is you need to take a course, and there's many courses out there. I always say make sure that your course comes with community and make sure that whatever course you're taking, it's not just a course, but you believe in the message. You believe in their tone. You believe in their, you know, whatever it is that drew you to that course, that should line up with kind of who you are and what you believe in because when you're, when you're taking the course, you don't want it to just be education. You want it to be like a movement, something that you are joining. Yeah, and I will add two things to that. The first one is that our course is really freaking awesome. It's the Catalyst Life Coaching Intensive, and if you guys want to learn about it, you can contact me directly. I'm happy to hop on a call and talk about all things coaching. Um, and the second thing is that if you're thinking about becoming a life coach, remove all of the ideas and assumptions you have about what that means and what your life is going to be like, you know, the world is changing so fast. And I think gone are the days where, you know, you tie one client to one hour and stack them. And that's how much money you can make in this discipline. Right. Um, John, you and I started on this journey, both respectively about 10 years ago yeah. to set out to become life coaches. And now 10 years later, um, you know, you are a celebrated speaker, public figure. Um, congratulations on your first incredibly major book deal coming out in early 2019, right? Yeah, thank um, you. 
and I am CEO of your company. Well, our <laughs> <And> company. <laughs> our company yeah. and um, just started writing for Forbes magazine on life coaching. And, um, you know, this life does not look like what we thought it was going to. And this field is has has been the foundation of it of of asking questions of colliding with people of believing in transformation of not shutting up of not stopping of of saying me too and why not and how um so if you're thinking about becoming a life coach just know that um the path will open before you yeah and uh you know life coaching the process of life coaching is like Eating a Reese's peanut butter cup, there is no right way to do it. You just uh, you can nibble the sides, you can jump right in, you can take a bite, you can eat the whole thing, whatever you want. Um, but you you make it your own, and I think that's what that's what makes life coaching um, amazing. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a life coach, you can contact us, and we can answer more of your questions. Right, Noel? Yep. Sure can, and we're really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's subjective, but we, we hey. will answer your questions for sure. All right, guys, be well. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast presented by Shift. If you'd like to learn more about what you've heard on today's show, head to shift.us. That's S-H-F-T dot U-S for more information. Feel free to rate us, review us, and tell a friend. 